0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. I said it once, I'll say it again, bloodbath. That's what happened in America yesterday to the Democratic Party, really to the progressive movement. And that's why it matters to you, me, and we. That's why it matters across the heartland. This isn't an election in Virginia. This isn't an election in New Jersey. This isn't a repudiation in Minneapolis. This is a conversation about a total disconnect with the American people from an ideology that doesn't actually care about them. And that's why it matters. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. So good to be with you. Facebook Tony Katz Radio. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. I mean, the the excuses are fast and furious. How in the world does Terry McAuliffe... How in the world does Terry McAuliffe lose the governor's race in Virginia to Glenn Youngkin? How is it even possible? Glenn Youngkin, the Republican, getting 51% of the vote. Terry McAuliffe, the Democrat, 49% of the vote. What's funny is this thing was called before it was called. You had Decision Desk HQ. You had uh, some people who are really pros at this thing. All right, this is over. This is over. This is done. But ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox News, MSNBC, and the CNN, they didn't call this thing till 1 in the morning. I was awake. What? You stayed I- up? I was doing TV with Leland Vittert. At 12.30 in the morning. How are you alive right now? Dude, this is it. Watching the results. I actually have uh, audio of me watching the results of last night's election. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Don't you wake up at like 4 a.m. for your morning show?
0: Well, what am I supposed to do, man? there, There was madness afoot. But I knew it was over by 10. And it had to be watched. No, you wanted it to be over at 10. That's what you wanted. You didn't know anything because you can't trust anything. That's what you do, man. You're like, all right, I got this one, right? You had to watch it all. And then you had to understand what it was you were watching. Didn't I text you, though, and say, this thing's over? Congratulations. You texted me and said, this thing's over. That, that, that's great. I once had my kid text me. I'm a puppy. What, is that? what does that matter? That,
1: that, that's a-
0: when you dig in and take a look at some of the things that happened in this election, you really start being able to uh, take away the talking points of what people are putting out there, and especially the bigoted talking points. Oh, Virginia's just a bunch of racists. Oh, Virginia. They bought into the idea of critical race theory when there's no such thing. I mean, this was Nicole Wallace on MSNBC.
1: I think we know the answer to some of this. I watched Glenn Youngkin's interviews on Fox News, and he
0: did nothing. that He did not... I mean, he worshiped at the altar of Donald Trump on Fox News. He flew an insurrection flag at his rallies. He simply didn't he played dumb about a, 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 a Zoom rally. He did not really put much distance between himself and Donald Trump on the big lie or the deadly insurrection in which police officers were maimed by flagpoles. So I think that the, the real ominous thing is that critical race theory which isn't real, turned the suburbs 15 points to the Trump insurrection-endorsed Republican. What do Democrats do about that? This is a news anchor making the claim that Virginia parents are all insurrectionists while also making the claim the critical race theory isn't real. You could not be more disconnected from the parents at that moment because the parent sees it differently. The story of this election is that the suburban soccer mom is a very viable and very strong voting bloc. And they absolutely voted in 2020 to never hear Donald Trump's voice again. Now, whether that was all about Trump or whether they were aided on by the media apparatus or the apparatchik, as I like to call it, uh, that Nicole Wallace is a part of, well, maybe. But then you screwed with their kids. You looked the soccer mom in the eye and said, thanks for that. Now we're just going to blank with you. And that's what they did. You saw, parents saw critical race theory, which is real, being taught in the school's being utilized as we utilize as the all encompassing phrase, whether it's critical race theory, anti racism, or just the engagement of bigotry, or teaching about oppressed and oppressor, and explaining that kids are guilty for their basic existence, which is happening all over the country. If education was happening all over the country, people would not be bothered by it. Not at all, not in any way. But you told these parents for noticing that they are bigots. And the parents said, no, no, we're not. And then you told the parents they shouldn't have a say in their kids' education. And the parents said, whoa, 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 whoa. Say what now? And then you double down on it. And the political left doubled down on it. And when parents said, "It's our kids will decide," people like Joy Reid said, "Well, that's because you're racist." Eight hundred thousand, well, nearly eight hundred thousand people died. a have reopened. The Delta variant, the the wave from the Delta variant is coming down. There are some, there are some some variables that are moving in the right direction at this and point. And the exit polls showed that. that- which was interesting that the coronavirus or that the virus it was a very, it has low was not importance to many yes. voters. There. Was it was education, right. which is code for white parents don't like the idea of teaching right. about race. And I mean, unfortunately, race is just the most palpable tool in the toolkit. It used to be of the Democratic Party back right. in the day when they were Dixiecrats and now of the Republican Party. It just is powerful. I don't just, I don't disagree with that. But- Why in the world? Why in the world would you say to a set of parents, you don't like the idea of teaching about race? You take all these parents who happen to be white and then you put them into a group and declare them guilty for their existence, for the color of their skin. You're doing to parents what parents see schools doing to their kids and then you want to tell the parents that the schools aren't doing it to their kid while you're doing it to them and you think they don't notice. Parents stood up and said, we notice. <laughs> we see you. This is absolutely criminally insane and obscene. You doubled down and tripled down on this hatred of parents after, and, and suburban soccer moms after taking. You took their vote. You demanded it. You said, you can't vote for that, Trump. Look what he does to women. Look at this. Look at that. And they said, yeah, it's kind of ugly. We don't want it anymore. We don't want to hear his voice anymore. Ah, I can't take it anymore. And then you gave them this. And when they said, well, wait a second, that's my kid. You told them to sit down and shut their holy damn mouths. And the parents said, yeah, that's not the way it works. And when they stood up, you responded like NBC's Joshua Johnson. This wasn't about those pocketbook issues. This was about
1: how white kids feel talking about what black kids go through. Let's just put it call it what it is. This is about kids who were ready to have a conversation about race
0: after George Floyd was murdered and adults pushing the issue back and understandably being nervous about talking about it and Glenn Young can being able to make political hay of Are we allowed to talk about the fact that George Floyd uh was a criminal? I didn't say he deserved to die. I didn't say the cop was right. I'm not engaging any part of that conversation. Can we at least discuss the fact that George Floyd was not an altar boy? Can we discuss the fact that George Floyd had enough, was it fentanyl? In his system, it probably would have killed him anyway. Can we discuss that the autopsy report shows that there was not a knee on anything that blocked blood supply? The cop was still wrong. Wrong. Did you just say to me the kids want to have a conversation, but the the, the white adults didn't? Did all the kids, all the black kids, are you sure? Because I don't think you're sure. All the white parents didn't want to have a conversation, are you sure? Because I don't think you're sure. But you lumped them into groups because of your bigotry. Nicole Wallace, bigot. Joy Reid, bigot. Joshua Johnson, bigot. And parents said, why in the world are we kowtowing to these bigots? Why in the world should we do it? And they pushed back. And Democrats not only didn't see it, they didn't want to see it. They actively said, no, 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 we should go more on the offensive uncritical race theory. Remember, Nicole Wallace said it isn't real on MSNBC. And here's David Pluff, who ran the Obama campaign in 2008 on MSNBC. And then I agree with, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Castro, who always says such smart things about these message wars and culture wars. Critical race theory was a lie. And I think we need to go on the offense a little bit. And Terry McAuliffe tried to do this. Say it's a lie. They know it's a lie. But are you scared for your kids to learn about slavery or lynching or housing discrimination? Are we? First, is it not real or is it a lie? Which one is it? decide your talking points that would be great who in the world said we can't talk about lynching this is once again talking to parents looking at suburban soccer moms and saying you're the problem you were just cheering me for voting against trump and now i'm the problem wait i'm like i can't be a problem for wanting to make sure my kid's not indoctrinated and my kid isn't told they're a bad person for the color of their skin and the democrats said oh yes Absolutely, positively, no question about it. And parents said, oh, I don't want any of this. I don't want any part of this at all. This is flat out obscene. But maybe nothing is more obscene than Van Jones in discussing this election. First, on Critical Race Theory on CNN farther left
1: so I, I think Biden's troubles are bigger than uh, this particular issue and I think that um, you know the Democratic Party I mean everybody that I'm talking to tonight they're saying this is a big big wake-up call. I think people took Virginia for granted uh, we took California for granted but then people you know got in there and saved Gavin. I think people took, took the thing for granted and there was an intensity gap. you had uh, Youngkin saying uh, you know your rights as a parent are under threat. That is going to move people and then you had our side saying, Trump is bad and vaccine mandates are good there's a mismatch on the intensity for that message and so you know as you as you begin to think what are we gonna do you've got to be able to respond to what I think is uh, dog whistling uh, on education I think all the CRT stuff is trumped up dog whistling but you gotta be able to respond to it and i also
0: see that parents see that suburban soccer moms you just fell for a racist dog whistle that's all you did not only are you racists, you're dumb racists, ignorant racists who are just led by the nose by that Trump-supporting Glenn Yonkin. And not just a Trump-supporting Glenn Yonkin, a diseased Trump-supporting Glenn Youngkin.
1: Um, You do have the, the grassroots folks out there fighting for this on the Democratic Party side. The stakes are high. Uh, when this election is over in Virginia, we will know have we seen the emergence of the delta variant of trumpism the delta variant of trumpism in other words yunkin uh same disease but spreads a lot faster and can get a lot more places the suburbs he just referred to a human being as a
0: disease and he referred to you for voting for him as a disease When they are not bigots themselves and when they are not calling you names to get you to do their bidding, they take a look at what you do and if they don't like it, they call you a disease. And if that's the way the Democrats want to roll, best of luck in 2022, really, because it's not happening. This was about parents saying, my kids are more important than the name you call me. And that has ramifications well outside Virginia. Well outside Virginia. This matters greatly. Because what Nicole Wallace, what Joy Reid, what Van Jones cannot believe is that parents said, my kids matter more than the name you call me. You misread What 2020 was. You misread the vote for Joe Biden. You misread the vote for Senate in Georgia. You misread votes for the House. We just want to be left alone. And we don't want to hear somebody chit-chatting and tweeting, tweeting all the time. And we don't want to be called racist. And we sure as hell don't think you're in charge of our kids' education. We think we are. And Democrats said, how dare you? And suburban soccer mom said, got this. And they pitbulled up. Right? What's the difference between a hockey mom and a pitbull? Lipstick. That was Sarah Palin. And she got huge applause for that line. She improv that too. Well, you think these suburban soccer moms are any different? You think that moms in general are any different? in the protective nature they have for their own children. Democrats may not learn this lesson, because this was them as they watched the Virginia race go to Glenn Yonkin and to the lieutenant governor. The lieutenant governor's race, Winsome Sears, black woman, Republican, they didn't talk about her at all. The attorney general race went to Jason Mayores, Cuban-American, they didn't talk about it at all. Republicans won three statewide elections in Virginia, the first time winning a statewide election since 2009, and they flipped the House of Delegates from Democrats to Republicans. And what did they do that night? They doubled down. Go on, Democrats, take that as your policy into 2022. Let's see what happens. The Midwest is waiting. I'm Tony Katz.